0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the User Guide to Humans podcast. I'm Erica Renstrom, and I'm here with Katie Eden Todd.
1: Hello, Erica. And wow, we've got a big one today, which we had requests for. Uh, from a few people straight away, which is looking at Roe versus Wade, the turning over of the abortion laws in America, which is huge and is symbolic and significant worldwide and looking at it from an MFM perspective. There's a lot of great political commentary out there, which I have been devouring, and I'm sure many of our listeners have as well, some not, but it's a really important podcast, isn't it? It's a really important topic when we are all about here the feminine rising, what does this mean where we have a backward step which literally takes America back to the dark ages, takes them back over 50 years?
0: It's shocking. I am, I'm in Sweden at the moment and I'm trying to process this um, from a whole different country and a different culture and I, I've i always struggled with with going to anger and, and, and fury because um, my masculine isn't comfortable going there it never has but I've been so angry You're the sure. last few You're days
1: sure I have been, been-
0: no, and then I'm in a very neutral country and a very neutral family with very yeah. neutral people around. And I've been trying to have these discussions and, and winding people up essentially, trying to get them as furious as I am. And I guess I'm so looking forward to talking to you today to, to, get, to get a focus, to get some sort of shared meaning around this, all of these feelings I'm having because I'm really upset. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it, it literally affected me physically and it was like a psychic battering. And I'd had a terrible day, as as Nat and a few others had told me as well, just a really traumatised, agitated day. This is not how I am at all, Erica. The day before, like a foreboding. And then on the day when I heard it, I I literally was flattened, like someone had come along with some superpower and put a force field over me. And I realised, like we're going to go through stages of grief with this ruling. It's so shocking that in this day and age 2022, we would be living through this because our mothers and our grandmothers fought so hard and great-grandmothers fought so hard Mm -hmm. for this not to be the case. And so we have a lot of different reactions. Yesterday I was on fire about it, so I was flattened the first day and then the next day I'm on fire about it and just feeling this rage inside and starting to see the bigger picture, which is always helpful to me and that's where we'll go today. And today there's just this numbing out if you like just total chronic fatigue like a soul exhaustion and I believe that all of us we all carry in our DNA the effects of history when what has happened in in our world and so the oppression of women and the gaslighting of women and the incredible injustices and abuse of women this was a massive one probably the biggest of our lifetime Erica that we were to witness, and it opens up these inner emotional and psychic wounds, soul wounds, because we all carry this in our DNA. And so it had a very marked effect on people globally, and we watch this and we learned from America, the land of the free, apparently. Mm. Not so. 1984, definitely George Orwell. Not the land of the free at all. That's another myth and delusion not exceptional at all except in a very dark way which we'll explore today so it's if you've had people listening you've had rage you've had despair you've had I just feel nothing I'm exhausted um, trying to make sense of it hopefully we'll be able to give some answers in some direction because this is a macro issue for us because it's not affecting us in our countries right now however Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's not affecting us on a micro-personal level. And there are signposts here about what we all need to do because we are in a feminine rising era. I think the dark masculine has overstepped dramatically. Not one empire has ever stood the test of time. The world is littered with the ruins of empires that believe they were eternal. America believed they were eternal. We are watching America in the death throes of being the empire of the world. They've already died. We're watching so much come down. We're watching much get exposed. Truth is getting exposed of it turns out it's not a particularly just society. It's not a fair society. There's extraordinary corruption. It is just for the elite. It is a very white supremacist country that has never recovered from the Civil War and is living as a divided country of two separate entities, red and white, uh, red and blue states now, which goes back to the Civil War. And in fact, Interestingly enough, America is on their uh, Pluto return. All the neutrals are going to love this. I'll just throw in a bit of astrology here. We're on Pluto return, and that's very Raven-Hades bringing up. It's about transformation. But the last time this happened was the Civil War, I think 276 years ago, this astrology, which was that same time where there's a lot of conquer and dividing, divide and conquer. energies going on. And the darkness is getting exposed, and... What we're seeing, this is a period that's happening in the United States from now to 2030. This is very huge. So where they go, whether this turns out to be a tomb time for the United States and other countries potentially, or whether it's a womb time, both of which require darkness, both of which require that the truth be exposed and not guests and those familiar victims, be they women, be they minorities be they lgbtiq be they people of other color migrants whoever that the gaslighting that has happened here that the truth is actually ripped apart here and shown for all to see from this place we actually can birth another society another world which is what we we came to do erica all of us with our feminine threads inside but it's a really stark awful time and I can't help thinking I had the nightingale elder music playing in my head when I woke up yesterday and I can't help thinking about huge numbers of women and children and families who will be terribly affected by this and condemned to horrendous lives and die Mm -hmm. and poverty and slut shaming and just left to be the most oppressed of all and that is, going, that is happening. The question is for how long, how long before we get a turnaround? And there are solutions that if you go and look at um, Ilhan Omar or you look at Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, they've already pointed out exactly what can be done, but there's got to be a will to do it.
0: Mm. Well, I guess, you know, in a very cynical way of thinking, they've always attacked the minorities that, you know, for the majority, is quite easy to, to set yourself as separate from. But they have now gone for a majority. They've gone for all women.
1: They've gone for all women and they've gone for a majority. Um, there's a underlying issues here, which I think are really important for us to understand. Why has the Supreme Court gone pro-guns and supposedly pro-life? Mm-hmm. And I want to throw that argument under the truck that it deserves to be flattened by because they're not pro-life at all. It's got nothing to do with that. People... The masculine and lions in a persona way are masters at calling things out as something supposedly good, but it's got an evil Machiavellian agenda underneath and charming people to vote against their interests and pretending that they are for something that people will resonate with. But it's not about that at all. They have completely different agendas. So if we think about the start of um, America as we know it today, It, like Australia, in in a different way, but it was built on genocide. We had religious Puritans coming from England over to the United States who wanted to be able to worship in their particular way. So we've got a very strong Christian ethos in the roots of America. We don't have that here in Australia. I don't think you have that there in Sweden, do you, Erica?
0: No, no, not at all, not anymore. So
1: it's very, very strong in America. And they come over and there's genocide on the American Indian tribes, huge numbers, like hundreds and hundreds, terrible massacres, and they have their guns and warfare and they are, it's the beginning of white supremacy. They then enslave black Africans. They are not people. And this is how society is run. And they keep taking more and more lands and committing more and more hideous, hideous crimes. But under the guise of we're Puritan Christians, we're the good guys. We know the way, the truth, and the light. We're very pure. But we're very moral. We're very um, strict in a sexual sense, and we're very shaming of those who are not in a sexual sense. But we're the good guys. And so white is pure, and it's white supremacist. What we have happening in America is this, we have the masculine who started... To rule this way, and they had to keep people poor, they had to keep people uneducated, they had to keep people as slaves. And if there were uprisings starting to happen, they would separate families, they would separate partners, Mm -hmm. move them, they would sell slaves. And the Civil War, of course, was about slavery, about oppressing Black people. That has never been resolved. The South never got over that and still believe that the whites are significantly. Um, more intelligent many do not all obviously but there's still this divide in the country that has never been solved so we've got this moral agenda if this isn't a moral agenda I don't know what is in the Supreme Court and we've got the white supremacy in the guns I was reading something recently and we're talking about Donald Trump And if you want to see what an insecure masculine, the masculine being of any gender, the masculine who believes that they're divinely born to rule, God chose them, they are anointed, they are entitled, their way or the highway. It's like being a a king. And this is certainly what Trump believed of himself, that he was the chosen one. He was number 45 in the Bible, speaks of this. And American evangelists supported this lie and this myth. The most insecure man in the world is Donald Trump. The most inferior man in the world is Donald Trump. Uh, Putin is now his twin, exactly the same. What does the masculine do in any gender, but particularly that of the patriarchy? What does it do when it's insecure? It puffs up it gets more arms it's, mm. let's get more military let's get more defense let's have more guns let's protect ourselves let's have more law and order let's be the really good guy hero who comes in and if the bad guys are coming to schools to shoot people we'll just get good guys with guns and that's how you answer everything so the gun issue in america which is just completely baffling to the rest of the world is about their inflated sense of exceptionalism, their inflated sense of self in a masculine sense. And because they're actually, they're not connected inside, they're actually feeling incredibly inadequate and inferior and frightened by the fact that whites will not be the voting majority by 2028. Neither will baby boomers. Millennials will come through in waves. Their law, their way is, is going, it's dying. So what happens when people are under threat they create wars they create divide and conquer they oppress more and a great way to keep people oppressed is to oppress women and keep them as second-class citizens and make sure they have to have babies that they cannot manage to have or do not choose to have or whatever the circumstances are keep people poor keep people uneducated and then you won't have a revolution that the great terror of the powers that be in America, and it has been for hundreds of years, is of an uprising, of vengeance and retribution for what was done and for how their country was founded. They are just terrified of that. There was a, a revolution in Haiti around 1890, and they they overtook Napoleon. We don't know about that, do we? We don't hear mm. about that. Mm. Uh,
0: this
1: nation overtook Napoleon, Napoleon had to run, the soldiers had to run, they were close to America and when the southern states heard that that had happened, they came down with more draconian laws to shut down education, shut down the ability to read and to break up any communities of black people who were slaves because they didn't want them getting the idea that they could rise up and so you have to have guns. So the more insecure the masculine, the more warfare machinery, the military complex is massive, Erica. And it's a huge industry. It just the money in it is just obscene. But it's all about masculine inferiority, and so all the guns there. So the Supreme Court made guns carrying guns easier in New York. Overturned 109-year legislation, 109-year, and then they overturned Roe versus Wade in the same week. And it's the first time that the Supreme Court has taken away civil rights ever in its history ever. But this is what can happen when you have people in the Supreme Court who lied, who, cho- who were chosen and lied at their confirmation hearings. They were asked, what would they do about Roe versus Wade? And they four of them lied. Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Comey Barrett, and um, can't remember the last one. They, they lied and said, oh, no, we would never touch that. That precedent will be untouched. And they all overturned it. They actually all lied. They are Christ- Christians, <laughs> in inverted commas. And the other thing about masculines is they are very proud of their faith. And when they put their faith in, I believe this and this is the way, the truth and life, they will sacrifice everything for it and I have the right to rule, I have the right to decide, and there they are in the Supreme Court. And they're not going by law, they're going by their personal religious convictions. It's just a great clusterfuck, but it is so representative Mm. of how unjust America is, the land of the brave, land of the free, home of the brave. It's really interesting to see, and it's a warning for all of us. Australia has been talking about their abortion laws in each state yesterday and today. So we need to get our act together and ensure that we are standing up, marching. um, Maya Angelou says, you know, what do you do with the anger? You march it, you vote it, you write it, you yell it, you create with it but you use it. And we need to feel the anger. Mm. This, this cannot be. This cannot last. And it yeah. does affect us. It affects you. It affects me, even though we don't live in
0: America. Absolutely. I, um, I was speaking to someone in New Zealand about this yesterday, and New Zealand decriminalised abortion last year. But 62% of the national party in New Zealand, which will very likely be voted in at the next election, because of the misogyny against Jacinda Ardern, who's our prime minister, Um, 62% of the national party members voted against decriminalizing abortion in New Zealand. We really aren't far behind. As much as we'd like to see ourselves as separate, we really are not. I'm in Sweden at the moment, as I mentioned, and the third largest political party in Sweden are extreme right-wingers. They're literally a party of Nazis. Yeah. and they're public about it they they hide it really well and and keep it all legal but that is exactly who they are and that's their policy on everything it's really scary and what i'd like to get your take on is so you have this 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 masculine energy of of retaining control but we're talking about a handful of people here we're talking about some of the wealthiest people in the world with the most control but they're speaking to a huge number of people who do as they say. They trigger them, right? They, they speak to their fears and their values yes. and they get them to vote the, the way that they want. They're essentially playing people
1: and child, ab- right? Absolutely right, Erica. The, the uh, masculine royalty, aristocracy, powers that be the elite have always been incredibly creative and clever liars. Shameless. And the Murdochs of this world, the Trumps of this world, they will—they know they are very uh, cunning, and they have the capacity to see what people's values are and see where they're feeling marginalised and pretend they will be the strong hero person who will advocate for what they want, and then they get in and they do not advocate for what they want. They go against that, but they can—they can charm their way and seduce people. They are supreme, divide and conquer. They're used to having power. They're entitled to power. It's really interesting looking at the American political system. And Trump was elected but with 3 million less votes than Hillary Clinton. But Mm -hmm. the way that they've stacked up the Electoral College vote means that states with far smaller populations who were, on the whole, more right-wing, more conservative, have far greater weight of value of vote than those who in the more populous coastal cities which are known to be more democrat and then Trump brings in three more supreme court justices uh, two of which have had significant sexual abuse claims made against them yet with congress and the senate came through and they just passed them the republican and right wings are misogynist they are frightened of women they are frightened of the empowered feminine we've talked about this in previous in a previous podcast but the empowered feminine will take on, does have rage, is not meek and mild and subservient. It will not allow a man to decide or a state to decide or old white men and a legislator to decide what's right for my life and my body. The thought of this for my children and grandchildren, if I was living in America right now, I, I can't tell you how wild I would be because the consequences are terrifying of what happens to these women and children and families. And it's all very well to say, "Oh, we'll just travel to another state." What happens if you're poor, and many will be? Yeah. And you've got two kids that you have to look after. Who looks after the kids, and who pays for you to go? And how do you, you don't have leave from work? Though a lot of companies are coming in and are saying, "We'll pay for you to go," which is brilliant. Well done. That's exactly right. But we've got to do. We've got to do that and more, don't we? We've got to do that and more. AOC was talking about mm-hmm. building uh, abortion clinics on federal land in the state so that the state has no jurisdiction over the federal land that's in the state. So there are abortion clinics everywhere. They will not stop. They will not stop. But it's how many years and how many suffer. That's the question, isn't it? But people will vote against their own interests. And unfortunately, Erica, as you will have been watching on Facebook and I have, to be a woman doesn't mean that you understand this issue.
0: No.
1: To be a woman doesn't mean that you are in touch with the feminine. And it can be very easy to be a misogynistic woman who wants to look down at others who find themselves in these situations. They they will have their own justifications, but we can have women not being sisters to each other, but judging each other and shaming each other. And they can often be the wealthier women or the ones who've done better, who've caught a ride very nicely on the patriarchy. Thank you very much. And they're not interested in understanding what it's like for others who did not catch such a ride
0: no absolutely i read i read the other day there was a there was an article written by a nurse in the uk who works in an abortion clinic there and she dealt with abortions of women um of women who came in who didn't believe in abortion who didn't support abortion but it was always their own abortion was different from any other woman's abortion. They would justify their abortion because of X, Y, Z reasons. And it was a completely unique circumstance, but every other woman shouldn't be entitled to the same right because theirs was unique. And I find this, first of all, very neutral, but um, very, very, very true, isn't it? We're so stuck in our own heads and yeah. and we get very caught up and we, we forget to see the big picture, and we do require feminine for that. We have
1: to but have empathy. We, we have, have to have empathy. empathy. The thing is, it's not pro-life because once you're born, the baby's born, well, you're in the, in the States. So what if you have to have a caesarean? Who's mm. going to pay for that? In Australia, if you have to have a caesarean, well, it's covered, you know, an emergency caesarean. I had to have that with my three children. My daughter just had to have that with my granddaughter. And I said to Eden at the time, who pays for the caesarean if we're in the States? Mm-hmm. And, and they're saying, go longer, go longer. She'd already gone a week and everything they're trying to do to get this baby out is not working. But then you go, well, I can't afford a caesarean, so we'll go another week or we'll go there. And that Literally the mother's life can be in danger. After that, there's no paid maternity leave. There's no paid paternity leave. There's not healthcare. There's not, um, you don't have universal childcare. There's not nutrition advice there's not support in any way shape or form and you've got to go to work so who looks after these Mm -hmm. children what's going to happen and so you've got this working class and so the kids are behind the eight ball right from the start so the mothers who are just having to work two or three jobs to to be able to feed their children it's Mm -hmm. no life and
0: who will be looking after the
1: babies it will be the
0: grandmothers, right? It'll be the grandmothers of the mothers who have the babies who are supposed to be enjoying their retirement, who've worked 40, 50 years of their lives, now settled with another round of parenting in a, in a poor family. It's If they do that, it's frightening.
1: It is very frightening. I read a story about an 18-year-old girl whose mother had fallen pregnant with her and didn't want to have a baby, they had the child, and complained about it bitterly the whole time that she had the child and would have been a lawyer if it hadn't been for the fact that she got pregnant she had to raise her so an extraordinary amount of resentment not a close mother relationship this her parents divorced this girl was understandably looking for love looking for affection looking for some care and warmth meets the loveliest guy she thinks she's ever met down at the skate park she falls pregnant Oh my God! What do I do? Okay. Well, she was in real estate school by this stage. She's 18, and she has um, she's getting top marks, and she's passionate about this. She's so excited because she's going to be able to work really hard, have her own life, have her own job, get a house, then have babies when she wants to. But she's pregnant. She falls pregnant and goes to have an abortion the day before the laws in Texas are changing. She gets she can't get an ultrasound anywhere. She can't get into a clinic. And so she gets to one and doesn't realise it's a Christian, so-called Christian clinic. Her mother comes with her. They give her the scan. They give her terrible videos to watch of foetuses being taken and she gets pushed. And her mother had been pro the abortion. They do a scan. It's twins. Her mother goes, oh, my God, it's twins. How fantastic. You can live with me. I'll help you raise the babies. This is going to be fantastic. The girl doesn't know what to do, which way to go. She's under extraordinary pressure from the clinic, under extraordinary pressure from the mother. So she says, all right, I won't have an abortion. Next day, this abortion's banned. She can't have one. That's it. Her life is sealed. She has gives birth to the twins. She's 18. The boyfriend is 19. He wasn't too sure about managing being a father yet because, you know, he had other plans and he really likes hanging out down the skate park with his mates, but all right then. After a couple of months, her mother is furious with her, they're not getting on, she's had enough, why did she put up with her and the grandchildren? So she ends up at the boyfriend's father's house in a back room and told to keep the children quiet but to prepare meals for the family, three months, there's enough room for the bed and just to walk around the bed and that's her life and she thinks about, I might have I gone to real estate school and, um, and then he says, all right, I'll go to military school so she's going to stay and live with his dad. Well, he goes to military school and works away for five months on her own with two three-month-old babies. I read that story, and she said, "Of course, now the children here, you can't imagine life without it." But look at the t- trajectory of her life, Eric.
0: Mm. Tragic. And this, this will be thousands of women every day now.
1: Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. We just had the leader of the national party here come out and say that um, you know, please consider adoption. Don't have abortions. So it's given voice to the Christians, but it is a minority. I need to really stress with people. It is a minority. In America, the majority believe in abortions and the right for mothers to choose. It is a majority believe this. And I'm really, really hoping that in the midterm elections in uh 2022 20, in November, that this becomes the issue on the ticket, and you have to get the Republicans out because they're going to be saying abortion from six weeks. And this law does not make any exceptions for incest for rape for an unviable mm. ill baby that will not make turn or for when the mother's life is in jeopardy remembering she may have other children There does there's no exceptions it is carte blanche mm. it's extreme
0: yeah and it's got like we said it's got absolutely nothing to do with life or uh. babies there is no there is no empathy or love here this is it's it's yeah I I find it so difficult watching these young, young Christian women in America, celebrating, celebrating the verdict, hugging each other, you know, holding up Bible verses. And, and I just, I just despair because I can see how they got there. Like I I can see how they got there and I can see why they're celebrating. And it just breaks my heart. It's a whole nother generation of of women that we're going to have to try and and inform and reach because they are so far gone
1: well it's that, an indoctrination isn't it yeah and it's always been an indoctrination having women being tied to childbirth has always been a way to control them and keep them at home and keep them out and i'll say again the masculine has womb envy the masculine has great fear of the powers of the feminine that works in the realms of the intangibles and those things and is wiser and it's in a huge way that women have had to give birth to children, had to make those ongoing sacrifices. What they know about life is extraordinary and they have other powers and they have other wisdom and other strength. And what the masculine can't control, they fear. They fear deeply. And they just, they want to have a smooth life of success and Everything else, everyone else know your place. My place is at the top. My place is wealthy. My place is privileged. I make all the decisions. And any upstarts you want to come up, we just cut you down, cut you down, cut you down, cut you down. And we see it in the 60s, you know, Erica, where the the free love and the civil rights movement and the flower power movement came about. And the feminine rising started coming up very strongly then. And the left were naive and thought that in those five, 10 years, they could overturn thousands of years of masculine domination. But the Machiavellian traits and tricks were just so advanced that they they were pulled down. But this one's an overreach. I can absolutely say that every empire has died by overreach and greed and tyranny and trying to control too much. It's honestly, in hindsight, it will be looked upon as the dumbest thing the Supreme Court could ever have done because it has actually delegitimized the judiciary and the power of the Supreme Court. So radical reform has permission now to come in, whereas if it looked like it was still just Mm -hmm. and functioning as it was meant to, we get Mm -hmm. incremental or no changes. But when it's so obviously not doing the job it was paid to do, and is undermining and going against the the will of the people, which it absolutely is, then reform can come in. So it's made itself a target and it's shown how desperate it is for power at all costs. And then to try and crush the feminine of this day and age, we are not the same as uh, they put in the 14th Amendment, which was um, in 1868, which is the precedent that was given for this ruling. Which didn't make sense. It was irrational, as only in child can we be. Yes, Supreme Court justices can be just as demented and irrational. Governments can be just as irrational and child as we can personally. Really ir- irrational thinking. It doesn't add up because it's not about that, it's about other things. So, but we're not the same as the women of 1868. Like that. the world has actually come a long way, and one of the things that the masculine in Australia Um, who tried to bring church and state together through Morrison. And thank God he was crushed. The Libs were crushed with that. We nearly went down the way of America, but um, I was overjoyed by how powerfully we rejected that path because you can see how dangerous it is, how dangerous it is. But um, now that they've drawn attention, they haven't understood. The masculine doesn't get the feminine, Erica. They don't actually understand. They don't understand that we perceive ourselves as equal. And with the right to what happens to our bodies. If it was men giving birth, let me tell you, none of this would be up for discussion. And the lack of accountability and child support in America and the, you know, the man who gets them pregnant.
0: Can we talk about, from an MFN perspective, where, you know, us, us people, us who listen to this work, um, the, the people who are doing, you know, our child to adult work, we know if we're dominant, neutral, feminine or masculine, so we're all shocked in our own ways at this. Um, you know, I'm I'm shocked in a neutral way, and I did go to my to my masculine in the end and get really angry. But my first neutral, uh, you know, my neutral inclination was to look at read all the political stuff and figure out, you know, how how we got there on on paper from on black and white a a, a b to c. Um, but you know. I I consider myself part of this feminine rising revolution, but I'm going to have to do it in my, in my style. So, you know, for neutrals, masculines and feminines, what do we have to watch out for in our own child to adult journey, you know, doing this, because I know my pitfalls are going to be don't stick your neck out. Don't, you know, don't make a target of yourself because that's a neutral alpha for me. Um, And then Another fear of mine is going to be, well, it's going to be my neutral, um, neutral thinking of, well, it's not here yet. I don't actually have to do anything. I, I do enough voting, you know, I do enough marching, but I don't actually have to do more than that because it's not a risk for me. So what what would be your advice for the MFNs listening to this? So
1: interesting. I feel like we have to look at our own innate you know, misogyny where we have perceived the feminine as mm. inferior, it's their own fault. You know, they need to do better. To You can throw the feminine in ourselves under a bus and we can throw others under a bus. And I think we have to speak up wherever we are, Erica, for inclusion for all and for equity for all. We actually have to call it out where we, where we may be. That might be in a little parents' group or a, a work environment. I mean... I know that that can sound really risky, and really, um, as you say, like neutrals and, and feminines are not going to be too keen on this. I feel like we have to speak. I feel like we have to speak the truth and call out when there is inequality, where there is misogyny, where there is victim blaming, victim shaming of any minority, actually, of anything that's trying to keep the status quo as it was, because the crumbling of the old masculine and the neutral structures which back it up it's happening very rapidly all around it's happening in lots and lots of spheres and it's important to feel can i just say it's important that we have the courage to feel and grieve this to feel angry to feel grief to feel i don't know what to do but then to say i have to be part of the solution i believe we choose the times we're born so we chose to be here when this landmark ruling happened and We're going to see the destruction and exposure of a lot that's dark and corrupt but has been always there. It's not getting darker. It's always been there. But we can't fix it unless we see it. And it needs to be called out. And then you come back to your own life and your treatment of whoever you interact with in your daily life. And that it's compassion, it's empathy, and it's understanding where people come from and that we don't know the whole story and that we need to be supporters of others and where we can like the neutrals are great at legislation and reform and policies that really make a difference to people's lives many neutrals will be working in those areas and already passionate about that erica and so they would be mm-hmm. so you're you're here on this podcast doing we're doing our bit to try and inform and educate and make people aware that there is a feminine rising, which is the feminine in all genders saying, it's gotta be about love and compassion, including and looking after everyone. And that masculine tyranny at the top is coming down. It's more dangerous because it's coming down. And Trump was the pinnacle and Putin are the absolutely archetypal arch nemesis, if you like, of showing us what's in us. They are it, but they are showing us that. And what we have to reject and it's, you know, when you feel inferior, it's very easy to go into comparison and putting down and shaming others, isn't it? It's, it's so easy to do that. And we can all be judgmental. We can all be a bit misogynistic and lacking in compassion. We can be callous. We can be overwhelmed in our own lives. But this issue just, this is about really loving children. It's really about loving women, loving children, loving families that it has to be done when the women choose and when they want to and when they're able to provide because that's what love is. That's what love is, that we support people in this. But it's our inter- I think it's our daily interactions, Erica. I think it's where we're coming from, that we don't separate right. and, and distance ourselves, that we say, no, this matters here. And it's going to be debated, I can see, in okay. Australia. WA's got the worst laws in Australia. We can still have abortions, but they've still got the worst laws in Australia. So that needs to be changed. That needs to be changed. So it's bringing awareness to what needs reform and then us getting on board and going, I'm really some part of it. And I guess as parents
0: as well, I've got young kids. I've got four young boys, for example. So uh, the conversation has come up very recently about men taking responsibility for pregnancies and and... <laughs> yes, and us teaching that to our children you know there are options for young men to protect themselves from pregnancies as well because let's face it you know men are just as responsible Eat sometimes more so they can produce multiple pregnancies very quickly they can, they can.
1: and mm-hmm. yeah and so it's empowering our women and our girls to be able to say no you know that the mm-hmm. ma- the masculine can be us how many pregnancies were done with a reluctant yes in young ones mm. who was seeking affection, mm. seeking love, seeking connection because no one ever showed any interest. That's not always the case, but it's it's common, Erica. And we're an act of sex sure. or, a, or a few months of with this person, but or even a reluctant, it changes the course of your life. It changes the course of yeah. the So teaching consent laws, and the young ones have been doing brilliantly in Australia about that, girl from a private school and how many women and girls had been sexually harassed and stalked and um, slut-shamed and uh, where there's sexting and sharing of texts. All of these things, it's all the same topic, isn't it? It's all the same issue of learning yeah, about yeah. the rights to say no and the respect of your own body and your autonomy. And we've got a long way to go. We had some a couple of AFL footballers out themselves on TikTok last week, young up-and-coming stars, and they were filmed laughing on their bed at their hotel wherever they were staying where they played the game, laughing and rating women out of 10 about how well they did and whether they were a 2 out of 10 or, you know, you don't have a blowjob from her because this and da-da-da-da-da. All of that, all of that has to be called out and stamped out and and there needs to be a re-education. It's how it's always been and the powerful successful masculines the privileged are the ones who can be worse at it and it's normalized and so it is our place wherever we hear it to say this is just not where we are in 2022.
0: Hmm. We talk a lot about primal feminine values in the course that that we offer and I I often think about that whenever I'm at a crossroads as to whether I should speak up or you know what path do I need to take I always come back to values yeah and you know the the values that I will comfortably you know hitch my myself to and and live my life and I don't know if it's because I'm getting a bit older but honestly the being comfortable with my choices in terms of my values and morals has become really important and I find as a neutral literally knowing them in black and white so that I can, you know, I can think of my list of values and go, am I okay with this? Am I going to tolerate this? Is is Does this cross my boundaries of primal feminine values? And often it does. So I am having battles nearly daily now, especially, you know, being back in Sweden. Like I said, there's a lot of, you know, for, for a very progressive country, let me just say that there's a lot of shit that goes unacknowledged here both in terms of misogyny and for a country that you know prides itself on being so equal women speak to themselves very poorly here (laughs) it is it is yeah um the beauty ideals here I mean we're, we're talking about feminine really but and there's a lot of feminine men here but yeah I don't know I had idealized Sweden for a long time coming from New Zealand but we we talk about how different cultures and how different countries have different different dominant archetypes and dominant energies and sweden is strongly neutral so there's a lot of pretending going on here and a lot of um justifying and there's a lot of talk but very little emotion so i'm I'm sure this is one of the reasons my masculine is so (laughs) so powerful when when to me when it comes out because it's just not so much tolerated in Sweden whereas in New Zealand the energy is very masculine and it's very hot and it it doesn't go the way of the states because it's got a different essence to it it's it's more of a for anyone who knows the archetypes it's more of a swan energy rather than the lion peacock energy that you have in in the states but for me it's it's facing my discomfort over the last three days, my internal discomfort and the social discomfort of speaking about this to people um, with passion, essentially. No.
1: I, it's, it's funny because I've spoken to a few neutrals about this as well. And I, I've heard um, real defeatism, you know, Oh, it's going to be 20, mm. it's going to be 30 years. It may well be before this is overturned. Um, what can you do? Despair, you throw the hands up in the air sort of energy. And I look at that and I prefer to take the bigger picture of no, this is a this is an important event that will ultimately make the ending of this terrible era that we're in, this terrible M-led era of conquering, of colonialism, of um, extraordinary corporate greed, which we are still ruled by, and uh, an era of war to solve things and to use might and the military to solve things. Hence, we have the gun issue that we have in America. This is important. A bigger perspective is every empire dies this way. And we need to know that every empire. But our values are that we are here to make a feminine contribution. If we talk about the primal feminine values, we're here to make a contribution. But it starts with a heart and soul connection that we need to be connected on a heart and soul level in the way mm. we interact with ourselves and with others, Erica. We need to be part of a community and contributing to community and, and helping support community. We need to be co-creating in whatever it is, the new ways that are coming in the world. And underneath we have, um, we have instead of corruption, that is in the five MCs, the, the masculine way, we actually have I will be a champion for those who are oppressed. I will be a champion. I will mm. champion them to reach whatever it is that they need to do, be it the disabled community, the LGBTIQ community, the Black Lives Matter community, the uh, women, whoever, migrants, whatever it is, we are all of equal value and I will be a a champion of you and whatever it is that I have in me, I will use that to help bring people together and to be aware of that and to come into their hearts and have compassion. The thing is about the masculines and... Even neutrals is that you can shut your heart down. Uh, I'm not saying they're doing it about this issue, but they can shut their hearts down and be too removed. And then the feminine can feel like, well, I've got no power to change anything. You know, what could I do? And just be distressed about it, be um, and fall into the awful things that happen to women, be victimized by these things, but feel like they have no voice. The feminine can feel very voiceless and invisible. The primal feminine doesn't feel like that. It's what I call, it's the Lilith energy, it's Kali, it's Hecate, it's these really powerful, wise, grandmother-empowered women warriors. Not that they want to fight, but that they're not frightened of the masculine and the feminine will come through because we can't live in this world without the feminine. Trying to crush the feminine now is a point of weakness and shows how frightened they are of how much is changing, the same-sex marriage, transgender rights. These things threaten the masculine who like to have everything black and white and just have a life with them on top. When you start broadening things past the binary in this way, which is truth and was truth thousands of years ago, when you start expanding it that way, they don't have a hierarchical top point and they're not chosen as the rulers by these people, which is a good thing. We don't see them as the divinely mm. chosen ruler. Trump said yesterday, you know, what did he think about this? overturning he said do you see it as your work that you did he said oh no it was god's work <laughs> just it just makes me want to scream i cry at the and, and laugh at the same time because he's he's saying but god chose me so it's god's work and i chose the justices who lied in their trials and and pretend they weren't going to do this we always had this machiavellian agenda to bring church and state together and make the world christian again and make it catholic and make it christian or evangelical. So." these are our values so it requires courage doesn't it courage of heart erica courage of truth and courage to say i'm not supporting that i'm not going to be an enabler of that from either m n or f i'm not enabling it or being silent which is the same as enabling
0: yeah yeah i i really like that could you um could you mention that maya angelou quote again because i i going to write it down
1: I've got it somewhere. Oh, my God, if only I could find it quickly. Um, It's fantastic. I just love, we all loved. my anger. Let me see if I can find it. It's about anger. That anger in itself is important. It's it's not wrong. Anger in itself is not a bad thing. Let me find it. I'll tell you one quote that is um, Michael Mead for these times. Things are not getting worse. They're getting uncovered. And we've got to hold each other tight and continue to pull back the veil what what gives light must endure burning so we're going through a burning we're going through a powerful time right now Uh, raven to understand this you should be angry but you must not be bitter bitter bitterness is like a cancer it eats upon the host it doesn't do anything to the object of its displeasure so use that anger. You write it. You paint it. You dance it. You march it. You vote it. You do everything about it. You talk it. You never stop stop talking it. That's my angel. This is really really important. If you seek truth, be prepared to see darkness as well as light. If you seek to know yourself, be prepared to hold the light when you see your darkness. So maybe something that we all need to think of as well. This is so dark. But hold your heart, hold your light, hold what you know now, the awareness that you have, the people listening to this podcast. We need to be a lighthouse who has the capacity to shine light and say, let's use this as a motivation. Let's use this as a womb moment for the feminine to be able to rethread itself and to be able to birth a different world. We have to face it, but it doesn't mean we get to opt out, despair, say what can we do, shrug our shoulders and say it's all too hard. It has to be exposed this way. This is the truth of how women have always been treated in America. This is the truth of of what the powers that be, the Republicans and the extreme right wing, this is always what they wanted. They've got it. They've been working for it since Roe v Wade 1973. They've been working for it since then. Okay. It's just showing us that's the state of affairs, but the majority don't agree with it. The majority don't agree with it, and the majority won't vote for it. Let's make it an agenda and an issue for the 2022 November midterms that were looking like they were going to go more Republican, at least vote it there. But there's more and more and more. But also be in solidarity. Women all over the world need to be in solidarity with the women of America. Now, people are donating to abortion funds. So if you're able to do that, um, whatever it is that we're able to do, but we've got to speak it, we've got to be wild about it. And we've got to say, not on our watch. Mm. It's not going to fucking happen here, wherever we live.
0: I agree. I agree. This is really helpful. Thank you. Well, I hope
1: it was. Do you know what? I feel like I just rambled and rambled and uh, said absolutely nothing. About today. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. It's such a big, huge, 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 huge topic. But I'll always take the Raven perspective of we've got to see the darkness. Hold your light. Hold your heart. Hold how deeply you love and care for each other and make that grow in this time of loss. And then that's where we build the next the next era from.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Katie.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Erica. And it's lovely to hear the international perspective from you in Sweden as well. Thanks, darling. Bye.